This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 6.33 on this Saturday morning. Just last month, we were talking about the 150 tenants at the Balmoral Hotel in Vancouver. They were given just a few days' notice to pack up their things and to leave the hotel because of imminent danger. And the hotel has been in the news many, many times for many years because of the conditions. The owners of that hotel and other hotels have been in the news as well. So what is actually being done to make sure repairs are made to the Balmoral and and we don't find ourselves in this situation again. Well, Mike Klassen joins us now. He is the civic affairs reporter or columnist, sorry, with the Vancouver Courier newspaper. He also serves as board president of a social housing development downtown. Mike, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. Uh, you've written about this, about what's happening with the Balmoral. So maybe bring us up to date because it has fallen off the radar a little bit in that we were all uh, covering it when the uh, the eviction notices were brought in or the notices to get out because it was dangerous. Where do things stand right now? Well, at the present time, uh, the city has apparently won a ruling in the, in the courts to uh, apply some uh, bylaw fines against uh, the Sahota family and get uh, require them to pay for a bunch of repairs. But I've taken the view that these bills are not going to get paid and it's time to look at a new strategy. Because in the past, the Sahotas have been fined, haven't they? And uh, nothing's really changed. In fact, they were fined um, uh, just a few years ago. I think it was 2012 was the ruling. And uh, they uh, simply came back and said, we'll make some repairs. And it was a very substantial fine. It was it was a six-figure fine, and they ended up uh, getting it waived, uh, came back and said, oh, we'll take care of a few things here. And as a result, um, the fine was uh, was taken off. They were able to continue business without having to pay the fine. How do they get away with this? In that, If you look at what happens in the city of Vancouver, just look at this past winter when we got more snow than expected. We have t- people getting tickets for not shoveling the sidewalk in front of their homes, yet the Sahotas can be doing this for years and years and years, running these buildings in dangerous conditions and, and really have no punishment at all. Well, um so let's go back into the time machine because you are uh, right. This has been going on for a long time. I I found a quote because I went into my own sort of memory on this one. I saw a quote from October 2007 from the Vision Vancouver councillor Tim Stevenson calling the Sahota family slumlords and saying that we can we're, we're going to make sure that this never happens again. This time they were in opposition. They formed go- government the following year with uh, the new mayor Gregor Robertson talking uh, promising to end ho- homelessness. Pardon me, and um, and also bring uh, housing affordability into the city to two two areas that he hasn't been very well in. Um, and then a couple years after that, um, there's a great quote from uh, Tim Stevenson again saying, "When these landlords just realize how determined we are, they will comply." Well, that hasn't happened. This is um, uh, a case of uh, a city uh, council that is made a lot of big promises on these uh, on, on this front and has not fallen through. It, it's, it, it does fall off the radar, um, but it, it's frustrating, and it's frustrating. Um, so I, I actually looked at this. I talked to some folks. Um, you know, we, we have um, about, I think, about 50% or maybe slightly over 50% of the hotels in the downtown, S, uh, the SRO, the single-room occupancy hotels, 
um, that are this kind of low rental, low barrier housing in the downtown east side are owned by private operators. The Sahotas just happen to be um, the ones that are most notorious, but a lot of them have a lot of problems. Um, quite a few years ago, um, in fact, it was under the previous council, I'm going into the time machine again with uh, the Sam Sullivan, uh, Rich Coleman, who is now the interim leader of the B.C. Liberals, um, had started um, as the Minister for Housing in, um, I think it was 2000, 2005. So he's been on the Minister of Housing up until just recently for a really long time, which is very unusual in any government. And one of the things that Minister Coleman then did is he used a, a series of numbered companies to purchase 13 hotels quietly and under the radar so they wouldn't cause any bidding wars. Um, and in what happened is that they rolled this out, it, that the province would own these old hotels free and clear as, as public property and then installed nonprofit operators to make sure that they uh, maintained life safety and had basic services in them for, for um, Vancouver's most vulnerable population. Um, the uh, Sohoto Hotels... Um, I don't know if you sort of followed the story closely, but seeing even their property uh, that they own in, in Shaughnessy, I think their house, they don't even cut the grass. Um, so they're not even, there's, there's some people who just understand that there's a social contract involved in owning property in this, in this, uh, in, in our city, and you have to maintain it and take care of it. And they don't seem to have any interest in that. Um, and we spent thousands upon thousands and thousands of dollars in court cases taking these guys to court and not getting anything back for it. So it's kind of time for a new approach. And as frustrating as it sounds, I think what we need to do is we have to start uh, doing a deal with the Sahotas because we need the housing. There's 150, um, uh, there's 150 units in the Balmoral Hotel. It's low-barrier housing. We cannot afford to lose those 150 um, residences. And so as a result, um, the proposed idea that I did in my courier column is that we actually uh, lease the building from them on a long term, like a 20-year lease. And why that becomes practical is that you can actually go in there um, and amortize the cost, which will be the cost of the public, to go and clean up that building and restore it to, you know, you know, proper uh, life safety standards and, you know, fix all the broken plumbing and make it into a, a place that is livable. And again, use the idea of installing a nonprofit operator. So the Sohotas so get to keep the building, but essentially it, becomes, it goes into the public trust so we can take care of this. And it's a, it's a, a, a bit of a bold move, but we can't afford to buy more hotels. Um, but we can afford to lease them, and BC Housing would be a great uh, partner in doing something like that. Uh, but if the Sahotas have been getting away with this and are clearly making money by doing this, by putting no money into these buildings, but by getting guaranteed rent because the rent comes out of the social assistance checks, what would be the incentive for them to do that, to change anything? Uh, well, uh, I, they, the, the Sahotas own a lot of property. And they seem to be people, uh, a family that is just interested in amassing a lot of wealth through property. And let's face it, that building that they built a lot of years ago in, in, um, in all the other properties, they own property in Whistler, have all appreciated, you know, what, four or five, ten times. It's just incredible how much the, the cost of real estate has gone up here. 
So I think that they're just, at the end of the day, they're just going to look at the bottom line. Are they going to deal with the hassle of, of, of being constantly um, pecked on the fines, or are they going to be able to just keep the, pro- the value of the property over the long term but allow somebody else to take care of it and kind of take that headache away from them? Again, I, it, it bugs me because I, I think you need to really throw the lumber at uh, people who don't uh, play by the rules. But the fact is, is that we're in a really difficult situation with the highest homeless rates in our history, and we need those beds, we need those residences um, for for the most vulnerable population that we have in British Columbia. And um, those guys happen to own the land and the property that we need. And so this is why this approach um, that actually becomes um, uh, really kind of a win for the public from that standpoint, um, again, with there are there are probably other ways to to um, to you know, see that they uh, face penalties on other, some of their other properties, but in this case, we need to start thinking outside the box, and and this is the solution that I've put forward. All right, Mike, we'll have to leave it there. It's an interesting idea for sure. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about this this morning. You're welcome, Joe. All right, that is uh, Mike Classen. He was joining us on the line. He is uh, the civic. Uh, Sorry, civic affairs columnist for the Vancouver Courier newspaper, and he's written about this in the Courier. If you want to take a look and read more about the idea, what are your thoughts about this? I know people often do have an opinion on what to do about these hotels in the downtown east side, what to do about the Sohotas. They are a notorious family, as Mike mentioned. They own several properties. Give the Buzz line a call if you have an opinion on this. 604-331-BUZZ. That is 604-331-BUZZ. 2899. We'll take a short break. When we come back, Mike Agrabo is here. We'll take a look at some creepy software as we take a look at the top tech stories of the day. That's coming up next. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.